There is nothing I love more than an amazing meal with high quality meat cooked at home because let's be honest, eating out is so expensive. And you also know that eating out is the number one budget buster. That is why I am so glad I found ButcherBox. ButcherBox is a premium meat subscription service dedicated to delivering high quality, grass fed and grass finished beef, organic chicken, pork raised crate free and wild caught seafood directly to your doorstep with free shipping always. You even get exclusive member deals, recipes, and a variety of high-quality cuts at an amazing price. New users will receive their choice of two pounds of ground beef, three pounds of chicken thighs, or one pound of premium steak tips for a year. Use code ETM and get $20 off your first box at ButcherBox.com. Last night, we made a beef stew with meat from ButcherBox, and you can taste the difference. It was so satisfying and delicious. And all of our friends that were over for a dinner party, they raved at how good it was. So do yourself a favor and eat better this year with the best meat and seafood on the planet delivered to your door. ButcherBox is offering my listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential, three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a year. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com etm and use code etm to choose your free offer and get $20 off. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Hey, it's Shauna, and you're listening to Everyone's Talking Money, and we've got a really good one for you today. Listen, if you've ever felt stress or fear or anxiety, your palms sweating, your heart racing, all the feels around money, and you are just tired of it ruining your life, this episode is dedicated to you. Dr. Sharice Johnson, she is the author of a new book, Expired Mindsets. She is here to tell you what you can do about all these feels and why you might need to let go of some of these expired mindsets that are just not working for you anymore. Welcome to Everyone's Talking Money Podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Game. There's no judgment, no dumb questions, just smart conversations about you and your money. So come on in and grab a seat. Everyone is welcome here. When we feel stressed, our body responds through adrenaline, right? And that adrenaline can come in the form of cortisol, which is a stress hormone. When those two things are in place and we're carrying that stress, we could be walking through the day, looking wonderful, drinking coffee, and still thinking about how am I going to pay this and everything that's happening. That signals the pain center of our brain and literally registers in our body as physical fear. When I was studying what I call the mother load of money information to become a certified financial planner, I had to learn it all. There was a picture I took when I was in my CFP classes of the stack of books that I had to know like absolutely everything from these books and it came up to my waist. So I'm about 5'7", so that gives you a little bit of an idea. We had to learn everything. I mean, it just it was like a crazy amount of information. All of the practical things you need to do to build and execute a good financial plan. Things like how to create a budget, a retirement plan, what insurance you need, so much more. You name it, we had to learn it. But there was still this 
like burning ache in me that, you know, came from money stress, came from this kind of suffering. And all of this money knowledge that I learned, it didn't do shit to take care of those feelings. And so I also saw that feeling like really echoed in people like yourself that that trusted me to create a financial plan for them. The plan was great. It was really great. But that stressful, fearful feeling around money was still there, no matter what someone's money situation was. So I thought, okay, this feeling is pretty universal, but what the fuck do I actually do about it? So Cherie, she's the author of this book, Expired Mindset. She's a speaker and a veteran, a psychotherapist. She's here with us today to shed some light on that, that question. And it's really going to blow your mind thinking about this idea of expired mindsets. So Cherise believes that it's time to start owning your story and stop blaming yourself for all those money mistakes. And when you do this, you can break these repetitive patterns that are just keeping you stuck. So I'm going to say it a million times. Reaching your money goals, it's not just about the how-tos. It's also, my friend, so much about what's going on in your brain and your body. And we're going to talk about it all. So let's start talking. There is a lot of overlap, I think, of our two expertise. And so I'm really excited to to bring them together for this conversation. And I want to start with uh, some words, some really powerful words from your new book. You say, there is a wealth of potential trapped within our hidden and unresolved places of pain. Yet without conscious participation, we become stuck in a cycle of repetitive patterns that leave us feeling like an imposter in our own lives. And oh my gosh, this is like really hit me hard because I, you know, I can echo those same words when we're talking about money and we're talking about our relationship with money and, and getting, you know, stuck in these in these patterns where, yeah, we don't feel like we're living the life we want to live. We just mm-hmm. feel like, you know, bills are coming in and we're we're paying things, but there isn't this authenticity to our lives. And I think it does bring about this this deep place of pain, which I think is one of the causes of why, you know, money is one of the number one leading causes of stress is yes, that, is. you know, we feel stuck. So, you know, you're you're the expert here. Tell us a little bit about this kind of wealth of potential that is really trapped in these places of pain. Yeah. The sentiment to that story is the things that we work to hide and distance ourselves from. And then you think about that in terms of money, we actually need to look at those things and work on tending to those wounds. And when we do, we're going to be able to regain the space that is being taken up by what we carry. And I think money is such a crucial and significant aspect of that. And it is the absolute number one cause of stress. And it's also one of the top three factors that we see in broken relationships. And 52% of people who say they also have problems with money have some one or more significant mental health challenges as well. It's really interesting that you talk about that. Uh, About a year ago, I became also a certified trauma of money specialist. And one of the things that I learned was that money is one of the biggest trauma bonds that somebody will have in their life. And I think, you know, when we talk about trauma, we tend to think of like big, huge events that have happened in our life. But trauma can be really something very small. It could be even a mindset that we have that kind of keeps us stuck. It could be uh, something generational that has been passed down from our ancestors or from our parents. And so, you know, I, I, I can really see how I can really see how we stay stuck and we stay stuck to the point where, um, you know, so much of what we do comes from kind of this unconscious place, right? Yes. And uh, we just kind of do, we kind of do these things. We do these repetitive patterns and we, we just can't kind of break out of the cycle. Yeah. And I also think you have to be able to even recognize that it is a pattern. You know, I can speak even from my own life. I am an open book and willing to share. I grew up raised by a single parent and we were in survival. It was about just kind of getting to the next moment. So there were no discussions around money whatsoever. 
because I'm fully aware that my mom was literally going, how do I keep a roof over our head and make sure that everyone can eat? And, you know, there was little things that I learned or picked up along the way. I knew enough to know, don't get that credit card that's going to be in your mailbox in college. (laughs) College students, if you're listening to me, don't do it, (laughs) right? Like we don't have the education around it. But I also will say, I remember the moment that I started making money and I was fearful because I did not know what to do with it. And I realized and I felt the whole world has all of this knowledge that I don't have, but I feel like I'm supposed to. So there is a mindset, there is a relationship, there's a not knowing that it is a pattern. And then once you see it, there's a lot of guilt and shame around it because you don't know what you don't know. And I think, you know, what you're talking about is something that we can all relate to. I know from the years where I was working with people one-on-one with their money and, you know, so much of these, so many of these themes would show up, this guilt, this shame, this fear, this regret. uh, And you know, a lot of people would say that they were, you know, very nervous. Like when I would come and sit across from them, you know, oh my gosh, I'm going to, I'm going to show you my numbers. Like that feels like I'm standing in the middle of the street kind of naked Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're making some sort of, you know, judgment call. But I think the, the powerful thing that I learned almost regardless of kind of age, um, income, where you came from, we all didn't learn about money. And yeah. so it became this really taboo subject where we just sort of walked around thinking that everybody else knew everything. Yes. And yeah. And we don't know anything. And like they must have the answers. Yeah. That we don't have But I'm not telling know. anybody that I don't have the yes. same answers. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. But the reality is we're all just standing there like, you know, not knowing what to do. And it just sort of, you know, um keeps this this issue of of money being taboo. It just kind of keeps it going on and on and passed down in generations. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's kind of hard to escape that. Well, it's such a hard conversation, right? Like out of all the things that you're talking about, most of us aren't sitting around and having open conversations with the people in our lives about what's going on in our money. I have some incredible friends in my life. Out of all of them, there's only one person that I have that I feel like we can have very open and honest conversations. And she initiated them and (laughs) she talked about them so comfortably that I felt like, oh my goodness, it it does exist. And she was talking about different things that she's experienced. But when I'm working even one-on-one with clients, the whole concept of integrative mental health from the way that I approach it is also, we're looking spiritually, physically, financially, socially, and emotionally. So I will often talk to them about, have you considered a financial planner or talking with someone? And the number one thing that they say is, I'm terrified because I don't want to be judged or I'm so ashamed at the condition of where things are. And we have to be willing to take that trauma, that hidden story and bring it to light because financial managers are there to help us. And they are really gracious and really kind and can really change the course of your life if you find one that you connect with. I'm glad that you brought that up because I'm a big advocate of talking about your money story and you shared a little bit of your money story and in your childhood. And, you know, it's not just to me, it's not just the story. It's not just what happened. It's how we carry that forward and the way we carry it forward and what we decide to let go of and what we decide to to hold on with you know tell me a little bit about the power of of story and the power of really understanding our story and of where we come from yeah it's such an important aspect we love as humans to try and separate ourselves from our story because we want to walk around and show what we consider the acceptable parts of our story but <laughs> right. when it comes to life ourselves and money, something that I learned along the way as I was healing my money story was it wasn't about changing my habits with money. It was also about changing my relationship with money. And in order for me to do that, I had to be willing to trace back and look at where was 
my story even unconsciously connected to lack or scarcity, right? Mm -hmm. And now that I'm standing in this new place as a business owner and making more, what do I want to do with that relationship? But if there's a disconnect there, it's like clipping off the top of a weed, but not really getting to the root. So our story is painful, but it's also powerful. And it's also a big aspect of who we are. And there's a lot of messages in the parts that we try to avoid. So how do we flip that that script then from blaming ourselves or or feeling bad about where we came from or our money story? And how do we flip that into a different mindset where it is a powerful, it is more accepting yeah. uh, story kind of going forward? Yeah. I think one, we have to be willing to talk about money, right? And not just in forums like this, but really talking about it to someone who cannot just hear us, but someone who can help us. And that's the second thing. We have to be willing to get help. We have to work through the shame and the guilt and for some of us, the pride and know that it's okay for us not to know everything. I remember even when I started in business going, I went to school to be a therapist. I can break your brain down from every piece, but there were not classes around how to manage the financial aspects of a business. So it's important for us to talk about it and to be willing to own our story, right? That's an aspect that I talk about in the book and in life. Owning your story means, okay, the moment I become aware that my relationship with someone or something or money is impaired, I have a responsibility to change that and to alter it because if I don't, it's not only going to impact my relationship, it's going to impact my children. And then I'm passing on to them something, a cycle that I could have broken. So what happens in our brain? Tell me a little bit about like kind of what is going on in, in you know, yeah. the, the mechanics up here that... You know, I, I I feel like so many times, even though I do this work and I help people with this, I get stuck in very negative thought patterns around money. I can easily go down, you know, one little thing can happen and I can go down the, you know, the track of like everything's falling apart. Yes. I, I'm going to lose my house. I'm going to, you know, I mean, and I have no real facts to support any yeah. of that thinking. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I get, get, I find myself in, in like such a fight or flight mode yes. so many times. And it's really hard for me to come out of it, you know, and people will be like, well, you just got to think good thoughts. And I'm oh. like, but I can't even get to that yeah. place. Yeah. Or what is a good thought, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm really curious, like what's going on with our brain and, and how, do you have any like practical tips or techniques I or anything that can do. kind of help us in those moments? Yes. So let's talk about first what's happening in your brain. What you're describing is spot on. When we feel stress, our body responds through adrenaline, right? And that adrenaline can come in the form of cortisol, which is a stress hormone. When those two things are in place and we're carrying that stress, we could be walking through the day, looking wonderful, drinking coffee, and still thinking about how am I going to pay this and everything that's happening. That signals the pain center of our brain and literally Mm -hmm. registers in our body as physical fear. So our heart rate increases. We start to feel anxious and sweaty. We lose focus, which impacts what we're doing during the day. All of that is going through our mind and it does create the fight, the flight, and it creates a lot of impulse. So we can also see that people who experience what you talked about will impulsively be thinking through these ruminating thoughts because your brain goes, this is a threat and threat equals catastrophe. And then here's the really wild part. Then sometimes we'll go spend money, even though we don't have any, but what we're looking for is dopamine. So dopamine is this happy neurotransmitters that makes us go, okay, now I feel better until we realize, wait a minute, I just did what I said I didn't want to do. So it can be a cycle. Here's something key to keep in mind when you feel that you're there. When we are in a place of high stress and threat between our brain and our nervous system, you cannot 
access those prefrontal thoughts that are those good thoughts that are everybody is telling you. It's not real. It's blocked off because of the stress that your body's still experiencing. And then if you have any kind of trauma with money historically, then that's going to feel even tighter. So we want to get in the body to get to the mind, which means use your five senses to help you bring the body down and then you'll be able to access, okay, can I get to a more neutral thought before I get to something positive? How do we do that? It could be going outside for a walk for four to seven minutes. It only takes four to seven minutes to switch your body from one nervous cycle of fight, flight, or freeze or fawn and head back towards calm. Movement help. Wow. That's amazing. Just four to seven minutes? Four to seven minutes. We usually don't even do one, but in four to seven minutes (laughs) of engaging our nervous system through our senses, we will come from this height and slowly start to come down if we will stop doing everything else. And the, the benefit of engaging the senses is being verbal when I'm stressed isn't helpful because all I'm thinking about are really awful things. So going for a walk out in nature is a two-part deal. Um, Reaching out for a friend connection is also very helpful just to move your mind onto something different. Sense if someone is really into essential oils or candles or the smell of coffee is soothing and gives us dopamine. And the last one that I would say that so many people underestimate is deep diaphragmatic breathing. One hand on the heart, one hand on the belly, in through the nose and out through the mouth for 12 breaths, which will take you about two minutes, tells your vagus nerve, tells your body we're safe. And that's a very helpful thing to do. And I often encourage people, if they have like a weekly money ritual, do those things before you sit down and start looking at your finances, especially if you're working to repair. We're going to take a quick break for our episode sponsors. When we come back, Sharice is going to share some of her very favorite ways to create what she calls the perfect environment to tackle all of your money how-tos. Listen, if you've been using Mint to manage your money, I have got some news for you. First, the bad news. As you might know, Mint is shutting down for good. But the good news Well, there is a way better alternative that is a personal favorite of mine, Monarch Money. And I'm not the only lover of Monarch Money. Many Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and just raving about it. I used to manage my money with an Excel spreadsheet. I know, so archaic. And it was so time consuming. I tried all of the apps, but I just didn't find one I liked until I found Monarch. And I've got to tell you a secret. Monarch is so easy to use with a very intuitive design. You can even collaborate with your partner and you can customize Monarch for whatever your needs are. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Let's go back to the collaboration bit. Because we know money is a leading cause of divorce and breakups, Monarch has built-in collaboration features so you can invite your partner at no extra cost. You can see all your finances, make a budget together, get insights on your cash. Yes, cue the confetti. There will literally not be any more arguments over money. And if you've been frustrated with personal finance apps that are cluttered with ads, difficult to use, or rarely updated, so was Monarch. They built a new kind of personal finance app that's intuitive and powerful ad-free, and constantly improving based on customer feedback. Monarch has a tool that allows you as well to easily import your data from Mint. You can keep all of your tags and all of your categories. After trying Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com etm for your extended 30-day free trial. Financial anxiety, anyone? Yeah, you're not alone. But worrying about it, it doesn't help. Earnin does. Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 per day as you work and leave an additional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. 
So how would you spend the money you get from Earnin? Well, honestly, my hubby and I have been feeling a little bit disconnected lately. That's what happens after you've been together about 12 years. So I would spend the money on a special date night with dinner and maybe bowling, you know, to bring back some of that giggly excitement that we both felt at the beginning. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security, gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin, T-A-L-K-A-N, money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin money under podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Right? Yes. Yeah. Right. We've got we've to create the right like atmosphere, the right yeah. environment. I always tell people, you know, go to a place too that you love, that you enjoy. Yeah. If you have a favorite beverage of choice or yeah. music or yeah. anything, you know, because I've always been really interested in this idea. My, my brain works a little odd, I guess you would say, but I've always been interested in this idea. Like, how do you make talking about money and, and experiencing money, how do you turn it into an experience? Yes. Like if you go look at artwork or you watch a movie mm -hmm. or you go listen to your favorite band play, you know, something about those experiences evoke something in you Yes. and they make you feel good. So how can you create that environment mm -hmm. with your money has always been a really interesting um, experience that I'm always trying to like help people cultivate yeah. because I think that when you do that, that's when, you know, your brain says, Hey, it's okay. Like, correct. We can, we can do this. We've done before. Mm -hmm. We can, we can do going forward and, yeah. and we've got this. Yeah. And the world of somatic integration, which is a, a type of therapy, we call that resourcing. So when you bring in things like you mentioned, playing certain music or, um, your favorite beverage, or even have a blanket wrapped around your lap and wear something comfortable. All of those sensory experiences are creating comfort, which helps soothe the mind. And then you look at it differently. And I think that is one of the, again, it's overlooked how much our environment helps us regulate. You don't need to be at a desk necessarily that is cold and at the most stressful time you know, of your life, really make it an experience and add gratitude. A lot of times when we're working to repair something, we don't spend enough time really highlighting, but look what I've done. Like the fact yeah. that I showed up today, that I said I was going to spend time today focusing on my money instead of avoiding it. I'm looking at my story and I'm healing it versus running away from it is significant. Significant, and we really can use that gratitude because our brain loves success, and then we'll want to do it more. When you're talking about about objects, I have this blankie <laughs> that probably a lot of people would want to burn I'm because it is old. It is <laughs> probably a bit gnarly. I'm I must have had this blankie for I don't know 15 years or something. I mean, yeah. it's really long. But I can grab that blanket at any moment in time of the day. And it's literally just like a hand swipe mm -hmm. on the blanket. And I suddenly am just relaxed. Beautiful. Or I feel calm. And, you know, every year I think, okay, this is going to be the year. Like, I'm going to let go of my blanket. Don't and do then it. I'm like, no, why would Don't I let go of the thing that actually like yes. makes me feel relaxed? And so I love that you bring up that yeah. even that that sensory, even just a feeling of something right. around you 
could be enough to like put you put yourself in a good place so yeah. so you could you know go forward and and make you know money decisions yeah. that that you need to and one don't do it don't give it up i have a blanket that my husband gave me in college so i have had that blanket 20 almost 27 years right because that is something that settles me like no other if you could see the full view of my office, there are two or three different blankets. <laughs> but think about this concept. We teach our children, our babies, for those who have them, to soothe using all of these different aspects. Then we get like three and they all go away. And in truth, most people who are struggling are self-medicating and self-soothing in other ways, right? Based on something that they put in their mouth or something that they drink or other behavior. So if a blanket or a candle or something is, it's the least that you can be concerned with, but those aspects will help your brain and your body approach money in a way that is going to be more adaptive. And then what you're doing is we call it rewiring your fire. You're changing the direction of your brain waves so that it no longer registers your time with money or thinking about money as fear, then we can move it, move it to curiosity and possibility so that you're willing to approach it. Yeah. I want to ask you about that a little bit. Uh, you know, I talk about uh, moving through money decisions where, you know, first it starts with a thought and then it goes to a feeling and then we create an action around it. And we usually get stuck somewhere. We're either focusing on money, like directly at the action, like here are the 10 things I need to do. And we're ignoring our thoughts and feelings about the matter. Or, you know, we get to an action, but then we just don't repeat it, you know? And mm -hmm. so it's, you know, how do you get people through to a place where you can actually create a behavior pattern mm -hmm. and, and you're doing things with your money and you're making decisions, not all the time, because it's not a perfect game, but yeah. most of the time where it feels intentional, where it feels like, you know, you're moving forward. So, I mean, I would imagine the answer is yes, but you know, there there are ways then, right, that we can rewire our brains mm -hmm. and we can we can move to the place where we create behavior patterns mm -hmm. um, that feel good to us around money, even yes. if we're in a situation where we're living, you know, paycheck to paycheck yeah. or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. So, one of the key things to remember is our habits help us rewire our thoughts and feelings. We often believe that our thoughts and feelings help rewire our habits. And they do all work together and they're all happening at the same time, but it takes the repetition of the action in order to start opening us up to a different thought than that one that has been playing on loop all of our lives. What I find is that when people approach changing a money habit, they are doing too many changes at the same time. So they get flooded. What yeah. we would suggest instead, or what I would suggest instead is start small, but be consistent. I always talk about find the line between what takes you right to the edge of your comfort zone, but it's also something that you're willing to do. What's the smallest thing that you can do that's also going to give you the greatest amount of success? in an area. And if people can find that sweet spot, they will continue. We also know it takes about 66 times of repeating something. And that doesn't mean that you have to repeat necessarily something for 66 times. But what it does mean is work on something for about two months consistently and keep as many of those variables the same as possible. Then kind of check in and go, how am I feeling about it? And don't be afraid to adjust it. But people usually set their money goals, their habit goals too big. And then they go, I knew I wasn't going to be able to do it. I failed. I quit. No, don't quit. Let's just readjust it. Let's just go, what's one step down, but still moves us forward and be flexible with yourself and be consistent. And then once you have that down and it feels good, then you want to habit stack and add something onto it. I love that. I talk about 
big money goals because we all tend to have these big goals. And a lot of it times it's around saving or paying off debt or something, something like that. And they feel really big and lofty. And so, yeah, we get stuck in the, well, I'm just never going to get there. So I'll just, I'll just go out to dinner. I'll just spend that money that, that, you know, uh, and it's, it's our individual choice. There's no judgment. There's no necessarily right or wrong, but I love the idea of, of breaking something down into little bits, like even something daily that you could do. And maybe you can't save money today, but maybe it's, um, yeah, going out for a walk when you feel stressed about money or, you know, maybe it's making a, a little action plan or just something that feels achievable because yeah. I, I think you probably know more of these mechanics. You 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 talked about it a little bit, but that our, our brains like success. Yes. So if we could do that little thing today and then that little thing tomorrow and before we know it, like we're doing all of the little things mm-hmm. and we're starting to actually feel really good. Yes. And little habits, things, changes add to big success. And it's so important for us to keep that in mind. And, you know, everyone's brain is a little different. I do think there are people who are such big picture individuals that they want it all now. Um, But it's important (laughs) for us to also go, well, wait a minute, if I think about it, you didn't get here in four to six weeks. You're not going to get out of your money story in four to six weeks. And and just even saying that for some people alone, they're going to be like, oh, right. It took you years to get to this place. Can you really expect that you're going to hear something, immediately get it, have a windfall of money, and be able to turn that around? So it's also expectations and having realistic expectations towards yourself and seeing those little small steps and being very proud of yourself for that. So tell me a little bit more about this idea of expired mindsets. How did you kind of come to to formulate um, this theory around around our thinking and uh, you know these mindsets that I feel like probably show up for all of us on on a daily basis? Yeah, you know it's something that honestly birthed in childhood, didn't know it, and then going on and along the way, I realized that it wasn't something that everybody did, right? I thought, oh, I just think this. And if I need to make a change, I work on it, get through it and move on. Doesn't everybody do that? Oh, wait, no. A lot of people don't want to face the tough emotions and really look at them as messengers. It's very, very challenging to do. And then I was in the midst of the pandemic along with the rest of the world. And my daughter said, mom, I think you should write a book. And I was like, I think you should go away because (laughs) there's a lot going on for therapists right now in the pandemic, (laughs) you know? And then I was like, you know, it would actually be a very helpful resource because I was watching all of these people in various places and stages of life and corporations go. I am overwhelmed, terrified, anxious, and depressed because now that life has stopped, I can't run from my story. I can't overcompensate and work all the time. I can't use my kids' schedule as a reason why I can't address these things and I'm falling apart. And that created the, okay, it's time for me to share bits and pieces of my own life and to help other people walk through the process and what that could look like for them and know it is challenging, but it's so important and will free you up so that you feel like, okay, this is the me that I've always wanted to operate in all the time because I feel like we see glimpses, right? We do something for a moment and we're like, ah, and then all of a sudden we're like, wait, but now I'm back here. (laughs) because we have to really look at what no longer works. And the last thing I'll say about the concept I use, I don't think I mention it in the book, but in my mind, part of what I'm thinking about is there are certain things in life that worked for us in one season of life that we have to realize this is no longer effective, right? How we manage money at 20 doesn't work the same at 40. It requires a new set of skills, but sometimes we can be so determined 
to hold on to what we've always done. So expiring a mindset is about recognizing what is no longer helpful, even though it's comfortable, and how can I give myself permission to release that so that I can build a new mindset that is more adaptive for this season and context of my life. Just a quick break for our sponsors. And when we come back, Sharice is going to put the exclamation mark on how letting go of your expired mindsets is going to change everything for you. I'm Samantha Cole, host of the new season of Understood, The Pornhub Empire. Over the course of four episodes, I'll tell you how a horny YouTube knockoff in Canada came to dominate the porn world only to shatter their cheeky reputation in a massive scandal. The Pornhub Empire is a new season of Understood from the CBC. Available now wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Karina Bemisterfer, host of Morning Cup of Murder, your daily true crime podcast. Yes, you heard me right. Daily true crime. Every day, Morning Cup of Murder tells you a straightforward, short-form story about murder, true crime, cold cases, disappearances, serial killers, cults, and more. And I do that all in under 15 minutes. With over three years of stories and over 20 million downloads, the Morning Cup of Murder podcast has become a staple of so many people's daily routines. So why not add it to yours? Stream Morning Cup of Murder everywhere you listen to podcasts. And remember, stay safe. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh. Do you feel like we've we've changed since the pandemic or have we kind of gone back into the the same patterns where we're just filling our lives with busy things and and not really embracing our stories? Yeah, from what I see, we've changed. I often hear and have conversations where a lot of people look back at life pre-pandemic and go I don't even know who that person was. I don't even know how I kept that pace and will often say, I don't even have the energy to be what I once was. But what I hear now is people are going, but I don't know how to move forward. I know that I don't want to be that anymore and I'm willing and I'm open. The Band-Aid has been ripped off, but I'm not sure of how to take the next step. So I do think we've changed in a really beautiful and authentic way. I think people are more willing to acknowledge my money is not in a great place. And what we experienced and are experiencing these early recession dynamics is helping me realize everything I thought isn't as secure as I thought. So I do think we've changed. So if we recognize, which I would imagine is is a hard piece of the process, but recognizing what some of our expired mindsets are, where do we go from there? How do we begin to work through some of those? Yeah. You start with awareness and then you want to move towards action. And it's not a linear dynamic. It's a process of being able to go, okay, Out of all of the places that I now have awareness around, where do I think is the most beneficial place to start, right? Is it money? Is it relationships? Is it parenting? It could be a number of different things. And reach out and get support because we need a good coach. We need someone that can keep us accountable, help us remain consistent, going back to some of what we were talking about is it's important for us to have accountability, accountability that we're willing to take on because that helps with consistency. And and then really looking at what are my beliefs about myself, my ability, so awareness, and then what are my beliefs about the area that I'm working on? And then you kind of 
put an action plan in place. What are some things that I'm willing to do differently so that I'm not repeating the same behaviors and getting the same results? I like that. Awareness and action. And I feel like this is this is tough work to do. It's it's tough to put yourself in a place where you're examining bits and pieces of you. I know that for a lot of people it's it's very scary. I think one of the good things that really came out of the pandemic was more of an acceptance of talking about mental health mm-hmm. and talking about fear and anxiety and depression and you know a lot of the things that most of us struggle with on on a on a daily basis um so i'm just i'm just kind of curious from from your standpoint um like where do you think we are on that on that progress of of accepting um that a lot of us have anxiety that a lot of us have mental health issues and that it's you know, acceptable to to reach out to people, to find yeah. a mentor, to find somebody to work with, to find a therapist. Where we are depends on what we've been told. That's what I see. If we grew up in a family or in a generation that was silent, there's still quite a bit of a pull of, I realize that that would be helpful, but I also feel like I'm supposed to be able to do this on our own. But if we think about millennials and Gen Xers um, at the lower end and Gen Z, they are very willing and very open. So there is definitely a shift that's starting to occur. And sometimes when younger generations are more willing to talk about things than we are, it can make us uncomfortable. But I also (laughs) (laughs) feel like it's a really great bridge. You know, like when I think about my own money story, part of me repairing that story also means I want to give my children what I didn't have. So I need to be open with them about what I didn't know about money, how it made me feel, making sure that I give them resources. And I think that that can also be a way that families or people can approach money in a way where they're learning, but also not shying away from it. Um, There's a woman, her name is Michelle Young, and she has something called Kids Finance Camp. And it goes through books and courses and certificates that teaches children about budget and crediting, credit and entrepreneurship and all of these different dynamics. That's approachable for someone who even feels like, well, I have shame about money. So you could utilize that with your family, and that's going to create consistency around, I really want to give this to them. I feel really great about them, and it's not about me. I'm helping my children, (laughs) but you're also learning. So it's a tool and it's a resource that you can use because a lot of us don't know those basic things while teaching your children, and your children are going to hold you accountable if you say that you're going to do something for them and then be able to put it together. But I say that to go, I believe that it is shifting, it is changing, and we need those intergenerational conversations to continue the progress versus thinking that because we're a certain age, we're supposed to figure it all out on our own. Well, and I I think the important word is that we just need to have these conversations. That too. (laughs) Right? We just, then, you know, the name of my show is, is everyone's talking money. Like we just need to have them even if they are uncomfortable or weird or awkward or whatever it might be because that's that's just a place of not only connection but like you're saying that's a place of creating change yeah it is and it's and it's hard right i think a lot of people listen but don't apply i have this concept that i constantly will tell people and i say knowledge is not power without application so what i find is people love knowledge they will listen to podcasts and they will read books but Please find a way to take these conversations and have them in ways that aren't stressful, right? It doesn't have to be the conversation that you're talking to with your partner about what's wrong. The next time you're with friends, you know, how's everyone doing financially, right? Share resources. We do need to find a way to make this just as casual as we would talk about anything else. Okay. This is kind of a big question as we close out here, but- 
I'm thinking about this idea of expired mindsets, and I'm wondering, you know, what is the impact that you think us us working through expired mindsets and kind of us all changing as as a society? Yeah. How how will that impact us, you know, for the greater good, kind of going forward? Yeah. I think the impact is surreal and powerful and will have a ripple effect, right? We repeat what we don't repair. And so when we keep things unresolved, we aren't even aware of the damage that it's causing us, but it's causing other people. So a lot of the dynamics that we are experiencing as a culture, as a society, as a nation, if we were honest and took a look, a lot of it comes from our own stories that we're trying to hide, systems that we need to keep them maintained, and a constant fight to just keep the picture beautiful. There is nothing better than being fully open and honest and comfortable with your story and knowing that the things that you believe might create shame for you could actually help someone else find freedom. I will often tell people someone is waiting for your story. You know, like think if you never decided to open up this platform and have this conversation, the millions of people who wouldn't get the knowledge and who wouldn't hear the resources and information, but it had to start with you owning. I have a story to tell and I actually think it might be helpful. And then it goes from there. So it's so powerful. This was a mic drop moment for me when Cherie shared that your habits help you rewire your thoughts and feelings and that with repetition of action, you can open yourself up to a new way of thinking. So these things, like they really go hand in hand. And why this doesn't work for you is usually because you're just trying to do too many things at one time. So I love the advice of start small and just be consistent. So going back to what we talked about at the beginning of this episode, I know that if you do this work combined with taking action, you're going to just be set up to achieve your money goals in a way that you never knew was possible. So just something for you to think about today. If you want to grab a copy of Expired Mindsets, you can go to Amazon or Audible. And if you'd like to connect with Sharice on Instagram, you can go to dr.sharice, C-H-R-R-Y-S-E, underscore J. If you enjoyed this episode, you know what to do. Share it with a few friends. Tell them why they got to let go of some of their own expired mindsets. You can head to the show notes for all the links to our episode guests, as well as the sponsors who are making this show possible. I'll see you back here, my friends, for a new episode in just a few days. 